Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now for a lesson. Konbanwa. Anime Otaku Show. Yokoso. Good evening. Welcome to the Anime Otaku Show. You may have heard these words before, but I'll teach you what they really mean. Remember, we will be discussing all episodes up to the ones we talk about tonight. Anata go sopora o kinishi nanara. Soyo. If you don't mind spoilers, Welcome. Hello and welcome to the Anime Otaku Show, where I look for my notes. Episode no, two, two, Komba Wa Minase. I am CJ, witty nickname here, Boat, and joining me as always is Josh, witty, witty nickname there, McGrath. I'm tired. Me too. Uh, Carrie, witty nickname there, Wilcox. Hi. Justin, witty nickname there, uh, Carol. <laughs> like He's the bells. He can eat a dick, and he will eat a dick. And uh, joining us to help with the production side of things, because I am working frantically and uh, wanted to talk about shows that we're talking about tonight, Raul. Um, um, I have. Garza. Yes. Hello. Oh my god, guys! It's been a hell of a couple of weeks for anime. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, I actually only was able to catch up on two out of the four shows, but I will let you guys know what episodes that we are talking about tonight. Yeah, what are we talking about then? Uh, Food Wars: The Third Plate, Season Three, Episodes Six and Seven. Six being the Imprisoned Queen, and Seven being It Begins. Junior done, Junior done, dick. episode six even a champion racehorse may stumble and episode seven in like a dragon out like a snake part one uh recovery of an mmo mmo junkie (laughs) an m&m junkie (laughs) m&m that is me this is the anime about my life uh episode (laughs) five secret triangle episode six i'm so embarrassed i could die Episode seven, you and I, and me and you, and a new show that is, as far as I know, replacing one of the core shows uh, is Ancient Magus Pride is going to be our weekly dis- is being added to our weekly discussion. Uh, we are catching up to episode six tonight. Indeed. Uh, so, what have you caught up on, Justin? So we can talk about that first. I have caught up on Food Wars and Juni Tizen. All right. Well, let's start with those then. Uh, food wars, you guys. Josh oh has some feelings. Josh, you want to share your feelings, even though you're very tired? The most recent episode legitimately made me angry. Oh, yes. <laughs> because I can understand what they're doing, and I can understand why they're doing it. However, it's complete and total bullshit and a shining beacon on why we have systems of checks and balances to begin with that they are taking the Academy in the direction that they are, you glorious cockbag. Yeah, um, I will let you know one thing about the series and that you'll never actually have to worry about this and it's not really that huge of a spoiler, but 
Azon Etia, he doesn't get a redemption arc. You can hate him as much as you want. Good. Yay! Um, continue to hate him. Azon because I pronounced it Aizen in the uh, show, and I like comparing him to Aizen Sosuke from Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they call him Aizen in the, in the dub? That's a completely different spelling. Well, you can, so is there, there, and there. Yeah, but it's, they, they say it, they, they plainly pronounce it in Japanese as Aizen. I must have been mishearing it, though, every time they heard his name. Or I just read the name. Or like, Aizen. I'm just going to copy, I'm just going to find and replace Aizen with Aizen. No, <laughs> no. Aizen was actually cool. Yeah. Uh, Groban is being uh, not turned into, like, an awkward amount of comedy relief whenever you see the obvious stereotypical villain face from him. So, it, yeah, Carrie knows. It gets played for really great comedic effect. Oh, uh, it's fantastic. I am really super looking forward to this Shogugeki, uh, knowing what happens, of course. Uh, it's, it's actually pretty damn exciting. Um, you get to see pure and righteous fury, Soma, and I'm, I'm real excited for next week. Excellent. Yeah, you're going to love next week for a number of reasons, and Soma it's, is only one of them. It's, Nobody it's, makes it's Color just... Star Girls cry, because they are waifus for life. Right? It Everyone just makes does. me angry, because I, I never understood what Japan's hard-on is for all-powerful super councils of students, but there's no way any of this would ever hold up in an actual court of law. Nope. Nope. And it's complete and total bullshit, and it's kind of infuriating. Well, you see, you see, the thing is that Totsuki Tea Ceremony School Academy or wherever that place is, they are known as a sacrosanct individual state. <laughs> they are not Rome. part of Japan. They're Rome, essentially. And they, they even mention that in the, uh, in the episode where it's like, yeah, they, things operate here differently because we are our own thing. Um, so, yeah, but Josh, you also kind of have a point. This trope is kind of has always been kind of dumb and it's not really well played at this point in it. it it's like, it, it's especially irritating because this is a guy who was exiled. Yes, exactly. He should have no claim whatsoever, regardless. Already pull on these students. Like these are children. Exactly. I think not people known for making clear logical decisions. Yeah. I think Get your torches it, out! We're burning the school down! I think it was addressed more in the manga how he, like, did some shady business deals and stuff to kind of bribe them onto his eye. Yeah. Um, Azami is almost comically evil, but it's still... I think the anime is doing a really great job at giving the whole, wow, Arima has really legit PTSD and... For good reason. No, that see that that's fine. I'm okay with him as being like horrible jackass father antagonist. I'm not. Well, I mean, trigger warning. Uh, <laughs> this really gets to me. I, I'm not I saying I like him as a character. I'm saying he's well designed to make you want to despise him and skip rope with his guts. Yep. Like, game he the likes fact to that he doesn't—he he has soulless eyes. They are just dark voids of nothing. So they, they're, they're scribbled in. There's the yeah. anti-spiral. Yeah. The, I am kind of torn, though. Uh, I am torn between 
flat out not wanting to watch the show because of him. Uh, because as a father, like, like I said, I don't joke. Like those kind of parents just legitimately turn me off of a show. Um, and I knew like it was, I kind of knew it was coming, but still it was just at the, at the same time, it's like, no, um, I don't want to believe it's going to be that bad, but, um, and also like, all right. So we know I'm assuming it's his father, uh, uh, master Roshi, uh, chef Roshi. Yes. Azami is the son-in-law. Okay. Yeah, so son-in-law. It's, yeah, so he, it's, he, he's okay, not so even biologically mom. related. So it's, so it's her mom's father. Yes. Okay. Um, so chef Roshi. Took- uh, which is what I'm going to call him, by the way. So he I, took their, his wife's family name? Yes. Um, when a son is marrying into an esteemed family and the daughter is the one of the esteemed family, it is common in Japanese households for the son to be adopted into the family and take on their name. This is also the case for like um, inheriting businesses um, because they want to keep the business in the family. And so if the business owner only has a daughter who's not interested in running the company or doesn't have any kids, he'll adopt his successor and keep it in the family that way. This is what made um, that particular thing in that uh, Japanese RPG that I'm not really allowed to talk about lest Josh kill me. Um, that that's the reason why that makes more sense than just that dude's a douchebag. What's the title? Uh, something about, uh, it's where, it's where you think that you're a, uh, wolf, uh, some kind of fursona and the fifth fursona game. It's where oh. you think you're a wolf a lot. Huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, okay. But isn't he preaching like core, uh, the core curriculum where everyone has to be on the same level. He's Stalin. He's Stalin. He's, he's absolutely Joseph Stalin. Like cooking he, communism. Okay. I'm going to give, I'm going to give him a really, uh, another really terrible um, comparison. All right. Shogigeki no Soma central is like the PMCs in metal gear solid. Okay. Yeah. He's turning the school into a privatized culinary core to culinary to rid the to rid the world of pig slop yeah it's a factory it's a factory for the for what he thinks is real food yeah which is making a factory of real food you could ever actually get i'm thinking and i guess i guess a zombie is 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 revolver ocelot I don't think um, I don't think anybody's ever talked about this, and I don't know if anybody else here has actually played Metal Gear Solid. So I play and I'll love see. all of the Metal Gear Solids, including the weird like I, I love its stupid Japanese things, like the flaming whale at the beginning of five. Okay, <laughs> so but yeah, yeah, I think Azami's a little bit like Liquid Ocelot. I don't know. Uh, can we also talk for a moment because Azami's pissing everybody off? So I'll change the subject slightly to cheer us up a little bit this marks the beginning of one of the best character arcs in the entire manga so far and that is arena's arc i, we I want to protect her, her. she's so escape. small and sad. we see her escape to polar star dormitory and she's kind of just outsider she's completely shell-shocked from what's happened with daddy all of the polar star people start shoving food in her face <laughs> and as they should as right. they should. And when she completely trashes it, she tries to hold back. You can tell she's like recognizing that 
you know, these people are being nice to me, I should be nice to them. But she still regurgitates the this is disgusting speech that she was trained to do by her father. And instead of crushing their souls like she's used to doing, it makes them criticism. They are like, fuck yes, this is exactly what I needed. Taste my next. You may strike me down, but I will become more powerful. Well, that, that's just it. These guys are, they're, they're accustomed to being the grunts, the low men on the totem pole. You know, Soma pretty much, and to a lesser extent, Megumi, being the only ones who really have any, you know, clout around. And of course, well, I mean, uh, Senpai. Yeah, Ishiki. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're all great chefs in their own rights, but nobody really knows who they are because it's Shokugeki no Soma, not Shokugeki no Polar Star Dormitory. And that's kind of the detriment oh, to what? the way the show is written because each of these characters actually has a very good personality, but you hardly ever get to see it. Like you even, you barely got to see it in like even the fall, um, the fall festival last year. Like you barely got to see them there because again, yeah, you're right. It's, it's Soma. And, um, you know, Megumi kind of got a little bit further, but yeah, the rest of them, I would have loved to have seen, uh, you know, um, Smoke Boy in the get higher up because they touted him up to be, you know, this fantastic, like up there with Soma chef and just let it go. But I'm, I am glad that the, that the side, cause you know, you do, no matter how big the main ensemble is, you're always going to need side characters. And the fact that the side characters in this are so good that we demand more of them yeah, is um, a good thing. I, I tout the, I mean, in my opinion, um, and me and I am an unapologetic Shodan fanboy. It's the reason why Black Clover pisses me off so much. Um, Bleach is, in my opinion, the epitome of an ensemble Shonen anime. Mm, I, I want to say my hero is unseating that. It, it's definitely getting there, but unfortunately, Bleach is, you know, has a bunch. Time. Of, yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, so my hero's w- getting up there very fast. <laughs> but you know, that, that's that's definitely the one thing is yeah. There's I want to know more about these, and that says something for them. But it also says something that we're not able to get that because we're doing an almost Dragon Ball Z approach to this, where it is bad guy after bad guy after bad guy after bad guy after bad guy, and all of them have to be beaten by Gosoma. Soku? Yeah, Somaku. Somaku. <laughs> no, yeah. Sohan. Uh, we talked no. about this last episode. Oh, yeah, He's gone. Right. I, I didn't, I know this is completely off topic, but I made a chicken pot pie with all seven Dragon Balls on it because <laughs> I love Food Wars. You're also, you're also wearing your Proto Men t-shirt, which I, I am wearing my Proto Men t-shirt. Um, but it, it, it's it's just kind of tiring, and and yeah, it's like okay, it, it's like complaining that you don't get enough. Um, I'm trying to think of any good character in Naruto other than Naruto. Uh, <laughs> Shikamaru. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. It's like complaining that you know Shikamaru doesn't get enough. Uh, airtime until boruto where he gets more airtime but that's beside the point <laughs> we're not talking about bort we're talking about naruto we're not talking about bort we're talking about, about boruto's bort. dad yeah boruto's dad introducing boruto's dad thanks crunchyroll for that one that'll go down in infamy <laughs> um yeah it, it's i don't know i don't I, I would love to have a spinoff or an ova of just them and that would so be awesome. 
doing his own thing like well the it, only time they had side like a side story very briefly was during the uh the co-ops exactly and that's an issue and like i said they're they're doing a breakneck dragon ball z approach to this and there's a reason why like a bunch of people hate dragon ball z for that exact reason bleach gave downtime where they had the characters interact with each other you know my hero has quite a bit of downtime where they allow the characters to to get to know each other shonen does not have to be bad guy bad guy bad guy bad guy bad guy you can have episodes where you have uh, where you give goku and piccolo a reason to start liking each other because now they're getting to know each other on a personal hey, level. drive cars again exactly <laughs> you can have those and they even if they're filler that's fine here my hero didn't need to have the 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 internships of everybody else but damn it they did it and they sold it and it was fucking amazing oh, um, <laughs> talking about segwaging let's uh, segue drink uh, yes oh yeah me messing up a uh, word <laughs> talking about excellent backstories on a- each character our next show oh my god tyson all right. Oh my God! <laughs> so, uh, congratulations, <laughs> Rip Monkey. <laughs> I'm so angry. Right? I wrote down. I was very, very wrong. Maybe this is one of those dark animes where nobody wins. Like where where the bad guy, the the antagonist rabbit, either wins or turns out that he is not an antagonist at all. Like the antagonist like, cat wins. Exactly. Everybody clap your ball of yawn. <laughs> Speaking of antagonist cat, drunk fist assassination tiger. Adorable. Oh my God. <laughs> Drinking the flamethrower fluid. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. No fucks given. Yep, she she just does not care. It is like, oh, this is kind of alcoholic. Um, so in the first step, in the fifth episode, I, I asked to myself, self, did Rabbit know that Snake's power was being able to see the ground? Nope. He just wanted to kill somebody. <laughs> um, this show kind of has a similar issue where, um, I don't know if any of you guys watched Gotham or not. No. Um, it is set it up resolution, set up resolution, set up resolution. Like there's no like. There's no fluff. Yeah. There, there's something almost comforting about the setup resolution format. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of almost monster of a week, like, in a sense. <laughs> but yeah. also, like, there's not very much tension because nine times out of ten, whatever you're introduced to is going to get resolved in that episode. Yeah. Um, and admittedly, it is kind of a downside to the 12, uh, 12-week kind of format. Like, you don't really have, unless, especially at a show like this, it you don't really have time for a filler episode unless you know not not having read the manga justin have you read the manga for junie tyson no uh, there's the manga is going at the same pace as the anime oh. the oh. light novel is already finished though oh okay um have you read the light novel uh no but i spoiled myself on some stuff today so i'm i'm keeping mom on that Good job. Uh, by the way, welcome to my world. <laughs> I do that all the time. It's like yeah. I'm doing research on a character like, well, well, shit. Shit. <laughs> um, I, I actually but- knew about monkey on our last episode because I was doing some research on her background. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> um, 
Some of the stuff is really anticlimactic, though. Like, they show Horse surviving, only to show him dead in a bank vault the next episode. You just see sheep. Yeah, and then you see sheep lying on the ground in a puddle of blood. Yeah, I'm a little salty about Horse dying that way, because that's that's my year. And yeah, now I would have much rather have him, be, him being killed off screen by Ox. Like, oh. if I'm giving the two of them, I would rather him be killed off screen by Ox. True. And th- that was the problem like is there were three off screen deaths this episode and all of them were infuriating. Yes. Like the, the, the previous episode, we saw a monkey fighting the bird swarm and rabbit and then monkeys having her guts fished around in for the jewel. No, they it's showed, like, they they showed they monkey they showed dying. Instead. Yeah, they Did showed they? monkey dying on camera. Yeah. Yeah. I must have missed that. Yeah, because it was uh, why he, she goes. Well, why if I can sneak up on him, I can I can end this now. And wait, why is he using a master's technique? Oh, that's how. And there's the head. But yeah, just the the, the off screen deaths are really kind of irksome, especially because they were some of the characters I liked the most. And you know, we were all rooting for Monkey's pacifism plan, and it's like, well, shit. So, Rat Hero. Well, and then on top of it, you also get, like, you know, you get attached to these characters, like, with Sheep's backstory and stuff. And also, in an anime, where people are supposed to die as part of the plot, you kind of expect for some of them to be on screen. Yeah. Yeah, this show does have a little... Okay, so this airs... Tuesday. Tuesdays. So... It's not like a weekend show like where I'll get to later with Dragon Ball Super uh, where you're dealing with like Saturday or Sunday morning kind of stuff. You're Well, this is Wednesday night that it's airing, I believe. Oh, it was like Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it airs Tuesday. So it's, it's Tuesday morning that it comes up. So it's airing Wednesday night. Um, so there's no reason for them to do all of this pulling off air, off screen deaths other than being you know, not wanting to be um hyper aggressively you know, showing deaths then don't give us deaths don't give us an anime based around death it's an anime about killing people well okay <laughs> literal anime about death wars death and re-death second death is very horrific yeah yeah like i said i would have much rather have him died off screen with uh to ox um it, it no 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 war uh, oh the uh, the uh, chick, the one with oh, yeah. the gun, with gun the guns. Yeah. yeah, I heard. I heard horse. Sorry. Um, uh, On screen corpse deaths, those maybe count halfway if they're lucky. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. Um, I'm assuming they're trying to ramp up. I don't know. Rat as the protag now is what they're going to try and ramp up to. I don't know. Well, th- uh, that's what? the thing. Is like rat being the protag. Maybe yeah. there is no pro tag. That 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 that's where that's where I'm thinking this is going. That's what I that's what I'm thinking. Monkey was the like, only protagonist we had, but she was in a show of antagonists. Yeah, right. maybe I don't know. Maybe like I said, they're gonna play up. Maybe Rabbit's scheme is to, and of course, the I I actually don't know what's happening at this point. Like I spoiled myself on Monkey, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm not gonna do any more character research. <laughs> um, maybe they're going to make it so he's actually building an army against the Juni Tyson. I don't know. I want something to come out of this other than just death and at the end freaking Gilgamesh wins. I don't want <laughs> I, I don't know. And, and it's actually kind of it's, it's infuriating me um, not to a point where it's like you know negative but it's just 
I don't know. It's not fully it's, enjoyable. Yeah, it's getting that way for me. Like when Josh and I sat down to watch our shows, I asked to watch that one first specifically to get it out of the way. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I mean, the real world is a pretty shitty place, especially right now. I watch things like anime to get away from it, not to be thrown into uber grim dark horror. And I'm okay with being, I'm okay with doing that. But if you're gonna give me grim dark horror, don't half sell it. Yeah, this whole episode, this whole past episode, felt really phoned in. Yes, absolutely. And it, 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 that's the that's the infuriating thing. It's like, okay, cool. I'm fine with getting into, you know, I, I'm fine with if I'm sold, you know, grim dark, grim grim darkiness. That's fine. <laughs> but don't. Don't go, don't edge me, bro. <laughs> if you're going to sell, if you're, if you're going to sell me something, don't sell me a bill of goods. And that's what I felt these last couple of episodes were because like even tiger who was, you know, put up into the big assassin route, like literally slid across the screen in some really bad animation. And then, all right, sheep's dead. Like th- this show seems to play real hard on the anticlimax, and that really pisses me off. I hate anticlimactic things. Especially, I, I want to check what, the mouse score on this. One second. And for a show that everything else in it makes it feel like you should be having more climactic scenes. Yes. The epic opening, the epic ending, the slow dynamic pan shots, the music direction, the camp, the artistic direction like all of that points in a flashing neon sign to hey something big is going to happen and then it just kind of yeah that that's exactly it like i don't i don't get it i don't understand um and i sincerely hope i mean we're over halfway through the season i'm hoping that it's just a mid-season slump that we're getting right now and not you know what downhill decline yeah exactly (laughs) i hope in the next couple episodes we're going to pick up because um if like we get something with fate where this comes back in the next Juni Tyson and we get characters again like this, I don't know if I could bring myself to watch it because if they're, if they're not, if they're going to go downhill this fast with it and not pick back up, I don't know. I mean, flash, you know, flash forward to us, you know, a couple of shows from now where like, yeah, remember in two universes, one, the brightest and one, the darkest universe you pick. You remember when we were so amped on Juni Tyson? Well, it's back. Or you remember? No, we're not going to watch it because it's yeah. well about that. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I think this is the last point that I can make about the show. Well, last two points that I'll make about it. Um, really invested in the beginning, right? I was even watching with Erica, and we were watching it every week. We watched these two episodes today, and she's like, "I don't really care about the show anymore," which makes sense as yeah. the whole anticlimax thing, and also. Um, uh, I, this is not the best writing from Nisio Eason I've ever seen. And I have like pretty much every other thing I've ever seen him write. So I spoiled myself on stuff earlier today, as I said. So now that I know what the actual climax is going to be, I'm just, I'm going to come for the show. Fun. That's a, that's a rousing thing, by the way. That's a, that is what we call spoiling without spoiling. Congratulations, Justin. (laughs) I mean, that's, I know what a climax is. Yeah, but your your reaction to it just kind of set the mood for all of us. By the oh, way, sorry, <laughs> my mood was kind of going in that direction anyway. To be and so was honest. I. Like, no, I mean, even knowing like that you are kind of bullish on the what you spoiled yourself on, like it's just 
that's not exactly a pull for me to continue to root for this show. And admittedly, we're already halfway through, so I think we could that's su- once we- five weeks. Yeah, we could, we could suck it up for you know three more shows of three more of our shows, and just kind of move on with our lives after that. But it's. It's such a sad thing when we were so hyped on this. It's like, all right, cool. I get a new, I get a new battle royale, and that's kind of what I wanted out of this. I knew what I was getting. I was, I, I, I was sold a hyper bloody fate show, and what I am getting is fate x Sunday morning Dragon Ball Super, and way less uh, animation. Yeah, exactly. Oh yes, the animation drop is real in this. Show. Yeah, it, uh, it was really nice in the first two or three episodes, but. There, the amount of rotoscoping, like awkward, definitely not Kino shots, are uh, definitely throwing me off. And like my my problem with this show now is like I was oh, really I was okay with the show. It's like it, it's not my general cup of tea, but it was wow. an interesting premises. I lo- I like things that you know work with Zodiac related stuff. Yep. And Monkey was there. I don't like shows where the bad guys win. And right now the bad guys are winning. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like there are any good guys left. So when anime is one of my methods of escapism from, you know, the shitty real world, I need heroes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. So um, speaking of heroes, let's move on into the greatest hero of all time, Kanbei. <laughs> Kanbei-san! Oh, Kanbei! uh recovery of a memo junkie uh justin are you going to plug your ears uh i'm probably actually gonna head out for the rest of the night because it's already right. almost 11 o'clock legit have a good night sir you night, too justin. good luck with your work cj right. i'm actually i'm finishing up i'm sending my boss an email right now Yay! <laughs> good night everyone take it hi justin love you love you and i'm not even done with it because i still have to do stuff with the programmers yay uh, <laughs> so Oh yeah. Oh boy, you guys. All right. So we were just kind of really grumpy about uh, about Junie Tyson. Let's turn that on its head and talk about the <sighs> wonderfulness and amazingness that is MMO Junkie. It's so good, and that's why it's one of the two shows we save for last in this block. <laughs> it's like we start with Junie Tyson because we we want the grim dark over with. We go to Shokugeki no Soma because it's still like in this case it was it was a bit infuriating, but it was still better. <laughs> Yes. And then we usually, you know, either do MMO Junkie and Magus Bride, depending on, you know, what we really want to be, like, the note the the night ends on, basically. Yeah. I mean, more so we start with Soma because it's kind of, a, at this point at least, we know what we're going to get. So there's not a lot of going, there's not a lot of, like, surprises that we're going to get. From. But uh, recovery of an MMO Junkie. Mm. All right. So, fifth episode, the date. Oh, the date. <sighs> Dates. Sorry. Koiwai san, you glorious fucking bastard. Right? And he is just, he is the greatest, he is the, he is number one wingman. And there was a couple times, like, and the writing on this show, just because they sell Koiwai on this character where you simultaneously know that he is trying to push them together and don't think he is going to push them together i know it's so good 
and it's it's just oh god guys seriously if you're not watching this show one why are you listening to the spoiler of this but just watch it oh my god the animation the sound design the character create the character progression the acting all of it like every bit of it and speaking of ensemble casts yeah because we, and not, oh god and it's actually double the size because not only do you have the people, these people's avatars, but you have the real people themselves that show little glimpses here and there. But a little glimpse of some of these NP of not NPCs, but of the other part, guild members is all you need to know what this person is like as a human being, as well as how they express themselves in the game. Yeah, oh. because I mean they're all using it for escapism. Yeah. I mean, that's- that's what you game for. I mean, yes, especially something like an MMO. You're not, you don't play an MMO for the story. <laughs> no, you don't. Nobody actually cares about Alliance versus Horde. Um. Also, Kanbei, Kanbei-san. He's such a good boy. He's such a bro. Just the fact that, like, not only is he the guild leader in the sense of yeah, he's the guild leader, but like he is everybody's confidant. <laughs> oh and i know how how that is yep <laughs> i think i think all of us here on this show especially are those kind of people that are like yep just you can tell me everything and i'm not gonna ever say anything about it like well some sometimes some people just want to want an ear yeah oh yeah they, they they just need someone alive breathing just to talk to and just having someone there is good welcome to uh talking your problems out with the geek io crew Right. Also, this show does not artificially create um, complications for no reason. Case in point, Moriko could have chosen not to PM Kanbei about her Smurf and tried to live some kind of crazy double life, bouncing back and forth between characters. Instead, she encounters him in game. He starts talking to them. She PMs him to be like, hey, I'm Smurfing with this guy I know. And Kanbei-san, being the brilliant son of a bitch that he is, it's like, oh, it must be that other guy from the convenience store. Yep. Uh. <laughs> Which, can we just stop for a moment and appreciate the sheer majesty that is Koai-san's character? Oh my god, his expressions. <laughs> uh, the, the muscles. Like, oh, the, his character is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> His character is so brilliant. I'm going to roll a girl. Hey, I'm going to roll a girl. Boom. Clearly this girl's last name is Armstrong. Oh, yes. Flex with me. But, I mean, talk about someone that's actually trying to understand someone's world. Right? Yeah, it's like, okay, I don't play many games. I'll just try this game out. But the fu- the funny thing is, like, even though he's just quote unquote trying this to understand them better, you know, this is part of his master plan as a wingman. Yes. And even he's like, "Yep, I'm just, I'm absolutely gonna do this." Hey, I'm surprised. And of course, I do love. Oh my god, the fact that those two have known each other for so long. Yes. That oh, reveal no. was so fucking <laughs> good. Sean and Mori, I just. Oh my god! Like for, for for the longest time, I was thinking that the the way it was gonna fold unfold, 
the previous game that she was playing, she was playing with whoever her ex from the company is. That hurt her very clearly so badly. But the fact that it's been them this entire time, it's like... (laughs) I was hoping it was. Yeah, I'm so glad that that was the payoff on that one and not just some kind of weird um, augmented need for conflict or her apathy. But this is so um, authentic. Yes! On the emotions, the situations. Oh, and at the end of, what was it, episode five when... uh, Sakura uh, realizes uh, who, who it is that he's, yep. he's been playing with. By the way, I more than teared up with uh, Morioka, Morioka-san. Um, I freaking forget it, her character's name. When, when uh, Sakura-chan's like saying both of their names in his characters and then I miss you. Like, <gasps> oh, <laughs> you actually and- feel it. And, oh my God. And Sakurai's reaction when Moriko is telling um, telling Lily all about the first date yeah. and how much it meant to her and how much fun she had and how much oh. it helped her. <laughs> I love it. This is like the things that you would want to know. Yeah. After that first date, right? He is accidentally being his own best friend. Like... <laughs> It's just, it is brilliant. And just also, I love the, I love the awkward shyness between the adorable, awkward shyness between Sakura and Mori Mori during the, during the first date that come play. <laughs> it was so cute and exactly what I needed. Like This show is going from the mindless fluffiness that, we that I signed up for anyway to me being emotionally attached to these characters. And That's a real good thing, though. Yes, exactly. Like we it, wouldn't it have got such this a... with, We I don't think we would have got this with um, furry no. lesbians. No. Yeah, no. fox lesbians. See this. This is true comfy because not only do you get genuine emotions and genuine attachment, you leave this show feeling happy. Yes, exactly, and. and yeah, I mean, I, I I framed my Junie Tyson watching with MMO Junkie because, I mean, normally I do that because I'm like, oh, man, I got to kind of wash that off a little bit. This time I wash up because I, I just got to watch something good. <laughs> it really is so good. And I love how they didn't need to show it at the end of the last episode, but you knew Sakurai was remaking that character for yep. Oh, Udimar. yeah. Oh, like, they didn't actually show it, but it's like, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I just, oh. oh, just, but, just. I mean, Sakurai's friend, he comes off as kind of like the bro bro, but he oh, is, he the, is the best bro. He is the best bro. He, he's not just there teasing him, but he's literally trying to help him. Also, I kind of want to play the game. the most genuine and, right? like, what's that? I want to play the I want to play the MMO that they're playing. <laughs> right? Just like. Because this seems kind of like, you know, um, basically hang around with your friends and have anime-style cutscenes real-time while sometimes going on generic fantasy adventure. Exactly, and I want to play the game so bad. Like, um, Nico, Nico just dropping the items around the AFK character. Yes. Oh, by the way, I don't think we've seen Nico before, or if we did, she was... We haven't seen her on screen, is the thing. She's oh, been yeah, that's right. 
she, I yeah. think she might have appeared very briefly, but she was described in an earlier episode as someone who's only there, you know, very infrequently. And she's brilliant. She is amazing. <laughs> um, they haven't horrible. introduced one character that's in the opening, right? The one that's uh, bringing, I guess, lunch over or something. The one through the people. That is uh, Lilac's player. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the college girl. Oh, okay. And uh, the uh, ending credits with the boss coming in through the window. <laughs> Still the best. Best three seconds of my life. Nope. <laughs> and and that I, I have been there where it's like the the ending craze where she's just scrolling and then she's like slowly getting tired throughout the yep oh evening, yeah and the, into the, the, morning. the gradual melt into the chair. Yes. I'm kind of dealing with that right now, guys. Thank you for keeping me awake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, there's not much more we can say other than just continuing, continuing to lavish praise upon this show. Um, the, so if like, I kind of wish if I'm going to, if I'm going to put any negative on this and this is only, you know, because sometimes you have to, I kind of wish Morioka wasn't as vacant about those around her as she is. She's, she is kind of a very selfish person. And I understand that that is kind of, yeah, she's going to break out of that shell. It's inevitable she's going to break out of that shell. Well, but it, right... it seems a lot like she shut herself in. Yeah. Yeah, she is deliberately checked out right now. It, it, yeah. And, and again, this is, not, this is just a small criticism of me. I kind of wish she was just a little bit more, you know, not selfish. Because she also does selfless things. But yeah, just, I don't know, it might, that might be just because that one's a little too close to home for me. <laughs> yeah, and I think that is... It's part of her story because she was very much in the Japanese corporate, the company before my life kind yeah. of mentality. And she quit to become a neat specifically to focus on her own happiness. And so she is deliberately walling her off into a world that consists of me and my friends who I see on the screen in front of me. And the story as a whole has to involve her coming back out of that. Yeah. Uh, she is an elite neat. Yes, elite. Because she chose to be a neat. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Nico was joking about becoming one as well. Yes. You know what else is neat? <laughs> Anxious Magus Bride. <gasps> <sighs> so let, let, but, Let's talk about shows done amazing, shall right. we? So, one, God damn it, Carrie. <laughs> oh, I blame you for this. I take full blame for this. <laughs> I have become overly obsessed with this show. You should be. It's the thing. It's so damn good. It is a near perfect piece of television. Like not even just anime or animation. Like it is a near perfect piece of, it is near perfect piece of television. Like it is probably my favorite thing that I am watching right now. Like. Absolutely. and that is including the fact that I have another show where I watch television. Like, I watch a lot of TV because I podcast about it. And this is probably my favorite thing that I've watched in quite some time. It's because it's so damn good. It, it does not miss a single beat. And it's good in a unique way. It's not the good that is, you know, MMO junkie, where everybody is, you know, this perfect kind of like yourself thing this is a near flawless fantasy yes 
you, you, you want to just dive right through the screen and roll around in the grass in front of Elias's yard. Exactly. <laughs> you want to snuggle the furry dragons. <laughs> but because the fantasy is anchored in a reflection of our world, it yes. feels that much more real and alive and beckoning. Yeah, it is not just a, hey, this is, you know, super hyper elves are everywhere kind of thing. But it is an absolute, you know, like you said, it is, it is our world. Like, it's not, you know, Earth X. It is actually Earth, and it is this, it's this fae side of things. And it's just, oh, my God. Makes me want to go meet my own neighbors. Right? <laughs> but my neighbors probably are not cute, naked pixie girls. <laughs> hey, they could. They might be little Deku brush thingies. Right? I, I love how everything is a neighbor. Everything is a neighbor. Like... She, she's a neighbor that kind of just takes care of the place. Eh, she's more than a neighbor. She's kind of the landlady, I guess. <laughs> and the, oh, just the, the, you know, the premise of Elias buying Chise at first glance seems problematic. But the fact that he legitimately wants to see if he can help her. Yeah, he wants to save her. He's told her his motivations and what he wants to do with her, but is not pushing it on her. Yep. And he always lets her make the choice. And and it goes back to the proper dominant and submissive relationship of this. It, It is a, he is very obviously the power part of this. He is the top. He is the man. I mean, Oh, just wait until you get to episode seven. Yeah, I've with all the work today, I have not been able to watch episode seven. So only I've only been able to watch episode. You are in for a treat. Not through lack of wanting to do it. I honestly, I've, I've been working now for uh, since eight o'clock. 15, 16 hours. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I am able to talk and smile is saying something. <laughs> um, it's almost like magic. Yeah. Right. Um, I actually had to watch Dragon Ball Super today on my and MMO Junkie on my uh, self-imposed lunch break because if I wasn't getting away from my screen, I was going to kill somebody. Start beating <laughs> your head against it. Yes, exactly. Jeez, sorry. Okay, so we're only up to six. the Fairy Queen. Episode 6, yeah, the Fairy Queen. The Fairy yes. Queen and King. By the oh, way, the Oberon is brilliant. Oberon! I love Oberon and Titania in this show are just great. Like... The, the only thing that even minorly, minorly, minutely microscopic bothered me was the wob, 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 wob. Her name wob. is Titania. I, I, it's like, <laughs> that, that, that's the reason it was excused. It's like, this is a little over the top. Also, that is, She's I mean, the that's goddamn the fairy queen. In, in every single iteration of Titania. Uh oh. We lose him? Maybe you on beauty that is what you get either you get long and lean you get boobs three times the size of her head in the case of japan because japan <laughs> um, those fluid dynamics though yeah oh yeah like even if it was slightly grating that animation pretty, was fucking gorgeous pretty realistic boob physics like it, it, with melons that size with obviously no brawn they would be bouncing like that there's no like also, like the the animation and sound design when Titania was introduced. Oh my god! Oh. We we Crunchyroll like froze and kept trying to buffer during that whole scene, and we finally just rewound it. 
and to watch it again in its full glory. Oh yes. Like you, and you need to, it, if you, yeah, if that's, that's a scene where you catch it, if it's buffered, no, you go back and rewatch that thing. Like, and you know, it just is, rewind it a few more times just because. Yeah. It, it goes full Miyazaki in that one. Like, and, and Spriggan, ah, Spriggan was so good. Yes. Spriggan is amazing. <laughs> Don't just, you ever come. Just this compact little armored, like gnome thing person who took, takes no fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, also, these uh, I spurged the entire thing because I had only watched episode one for the Passport to Japan contest uh, from Crunchyroll. And so I went through all of this and like almost immediately, like you are put in the fact that it's like, okay, El- Elias is this amazing creature. He's small fry. <laughs> like In the grand scheme of things, he's not even that old. Yeah. Oh, talking about old. Can we talk about the tree dragon? Dragons. Oh, uh, dragon episode, man. Think, uh, your video froze, CJ. Uh, oops. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's frozen on a pretty fantastic face, but. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, tree dragons and the dragons in general. Like one. Happy dragons. Norway. No, the the Norwegian or Iceland, Iceland, um, landscape that they painted. That was <gasps> paint, you guys. <laughs> it was glorious and it was amazing how they switched how they switched the how every scene looks different japan looks different than this england thingy that they kind of got going for them looks different than norway like all of it has a unique sense and look and sound to them you you could tell is different and that is mm. so what's interesting is that she's in danger but not in like really like He's always in her shadow. Yeah. <laughs> he's a half he's a half of a shadow of a shadow or whatever it is. Yeah. But he waits until she wants the help. Yep. Yeah, he, never he lets her make her own decisions and choices and mistakes and he only intervenes if she either, you know, directly asks or she doesn't have a choice. Yeah, like when she passes out cuz she doesn't know how to control her own power as seen with the Oh my god, the cat thing. Um so you know how this show is great and has baby fuzzy dragons and you can see the itty bitty fuzzies. Oh, on wait, wait. Be- well before animated. we go away from the dragon, CJ, on like how they view death. Yeah. Like, it, yeah that it, was beautiful. I Chills. I wept yeah, openly. Where it's not a sadness, it's a joy's occasion where like yeah. we get to be they're get, part they're of getting the earth. back to the earth. I want to be you a know, big tree when I get that old too. I'm like, oh my God. And oh, the, 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 the perfect, the icing on that cake. When you have need of a wand, please use one of my branches. Yes. Ah. Oh. oh my god. Um, so like, if she does it, I will stop watching that show right, right then and there because if she does not honor that dragon's request, oh, you can get you. she is going to. Uh, that is not even a question. So you know all those beautiful, breathtaking things. <clears throat> this show does gore and horror like it is perfect. Oh my god, the cat episode. Yeah. <laughs> um no, no no lie, that uh that episode like hurt our roommate. Yeah. Like she it, she cried because of that episode. And when you can evoke you... those kind of emotions. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Junie Tyson, this is how you do horror. Like Right? And, it, and you genuinely 
are you still feel these characters like this man is just trying to he was desperate wife and he will do anything include literally selling his soul to whatever will take it just to save her and it's never a malicious thing like he just he will do literally anything for her that's the thing is he doesn't become malicious until she breaks exactly until it fails and he's literally out of options at that point yeah that's when he snaps and becomes something malicious like yeah he was a little screwy maybe possibly enchanted by the sorcerer at that point which by the way fuck that kid right like (laughs) even more than azon fuck that kid yeah um that sorcerer could raising (laughs) no no no. asterisk yeah um could the sorcerer have just been lying to him that he couldn't do anything no i honestly no see here's here's the thing that sorcerer is purely out for their own interest yeah i honestly think the sorcerer was saying hey this might work. I don't know. I'm not going to try it. You're stupid enough to try it. Go for it. But it might work. I don't know. And yeah, it was an experiment. Again, yeah. but take in mind, and this will come in later, I guarantee it, the sorcerer has not lied every time he has been on screen. He has been 100% honest. It has been evil honest, but he is absolutely lawful evil as of this point. Like <laughs> It reminds me of an obviously not or they claim not to be evil. There are some evil ones, but the eyes to die from Robert Jordan's wheel of time, the yes. truth an eyes to die tells you is not always the truth. You think it is. They yeah. are bound by magical oaths to never speak a single word. That is not true. Yeah. That doesn't mean they can't make you believe whatever they damn well want. I can exactly. tell you the truth, but I don't have to tell you the whole truth. Yeah. Called careful omission. Um, but it's, it is just, y- y- and also we got the power dynamic between mages and sorcerers in this one. And not just the explanation of the gloriousness that is Angelica, um, that she just described it in passing. You actually got to see the difference between mages and sorcerers. Mm-hmm. And that, and they animate that so well in those two, it, it, how those two are. So assuming you don't have any kind of the negative things with, um, you know, that come with apparently being a sorcerer, which would you rather have uh, the magic or sorcery? Magic. Ma- magic, hands down, because magic. The, 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 the thing with the way this, this series presents the system so far is sorcery is basically understanding the code of the universe and tweaking it to, you know, do what you want it to do. And as anybody who works with code knows if you do one thing even slightly spaghetti, there's a good chance you're going to cause a catastrophic crash. Yes, but however, and this is the reason why I would choose sorcery in this one, knowing the absolute code of the universe and being able to, to manipulate it to my, man, to my will, I don't have to rely on other beings that can turn against me, as you know, is shown a couple of times where the, the fairy's like, yeah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> it, you know, you, you are relying on your own ability and being able to see the very fabric that is the universe. And that is very fascinating. It's definitely interesting, but I, I honestly, I'm just more drawn to that cooperative, harmonious working with your neighbors. Yeah, compared to, I, I mean, I don't know if this is true, obviously, but I can definitely picture mages perceiving sorcerers as doing what they do by force. Yeah, or they, they called that out. 
they, the, the uh, Ariel flat out said they're lawless. They're, you know, they, they don't, they just do what they please. And it, it is absolutely just poured out. Yeah. They are, you know, they don't, they don't do, they don't allow, they don't ask. They just do. And, and that, that's the thing is it hasn't been shown yet, but I'm almost positive that there is a dark cost to sorcery that we're not seeing. I think it's the reason why you kind of see the fact that only sorcerer, the sorcerers are the negative points on this one. So I'm, I'm wondering, yeah, exactly. Like if they have to see the door of truth to use a uh, full metal alchemist thing, like their power seems to be very like full metal alchemist to me where they have to pass that point of no return in order to grant this amazing power. Well, it's, it, it's not quite that so much of, although I'm sure that, you know, may have some implication of doing it, but you know, we don't always see the other side, you know, yeah. like when magic is being done, you know, when that, when Chise is sending off the, the corruption, you know, you see the area there and, you know, their cooperation in trying to disperse everything, which by the way, that scene. Oh, right. Holy crap. Fucking beautiful. It's like, they have a final fantasy. Yeah. Because yeah, she, really she, she could have just like, cleansed them i mean just killed yeah. them and like got rid of them but she cleansed them yeah she did the right thing but I, th- I i really i'm i'm worried that especially with the introduction of the little silver-haired bastard mm-hmm. we're going to start seeing the actual the, the grimy underside of the sorcery like when uh when when blondie alice teleports and she pulls on that pendant to do it yeah i can almost guarantee you there's some type of spirit imprisoned in that yeah possibly yeah yeah. And one thing that got me with the sorcerers right away, because I'm very sensitive to feel in world building, they don't feel like a part of this magical, wondrous world that we are traveling through. Yeah. Well, Elias is a citizen of this world. Yeah. Angelica is a part of this world. Chise is just learning how to navigate it. The sorcerers are firmly on the mortal aspect of things, and they're just tapping into what they feel like. Yeah, and so and I just and the fact that we are having this discussion just proves you know what this show is giving us. Like, <laughs> yeah, the cats are amazing. The king of the cats. Yes. So fluffy. The, and the, the fur design in this show is amazing. Like you can see individual hairs floating. Like it's fantastic. The attention, the detail is just on mm. beyond. Oh. And then the um, Tim gets the. The kill on Matthews on Matthew. Ah, uh, that that was so good. That yeah. that Tim was the cat king back then. Yes. It's like, um, oh wait, no, Matthew's not going to kill her cat. What? But wait, they can actually fight. Ugh. Oh, okay. Oh man. Um. So yeah, I, I am so amped for episode seven that I can't freaking wait for it. Yeah, just. I mean, she's she's not even the stereotypical. I mean, yeah, she's been scarred yeah she's got i want to see what made her just completely like numb to everything like why does she say not react to anything why is this girl this 15 year old girl so emotionless and it's not like a it's not a bad emotionless it is obviously she's seen some shit and i want to know what the hell she has seen it's it's hinted at but never like flat out said in the, the the first three ova pieces but it's it's very well hinted at that her mom killed herself in front of her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mom, mom just took a jump straight out the window. 
And she told Chise right before doing it because Chise has grown up seeing all of these things, all of yeah. these spirits and whatnot. She has been able to see them since birth because she is a sleigh baggy. Her mom told her before killing herself, I should never have given birth to you. Yeah, and then did, jumped. They did flash to that um, on one of these episodes. I forget which one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Angelica when she did the yeah. poppy field. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's right. But yeah, right after that, she killed herself. Jeez. Man, but the spirits are so adorable. The little the lizard that keeps crawling. Yeah, a little the lizard. A- the exotal dude. <laughs> I love the exotal thing so much. Right. There's one that's coming up that <clears throat> this is just background. It's not spoiler. It's a like a sheep caterpillar. Yes. Yeah. Woolly bug. It was it, it was in the Oberon and Titania episode. It was they, they, they were the things napping said. around her when she ah. was at the tree. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Which again, Oberon. <laughs> Right. So you guys have any kids so yet? <laughs> Oberon is that is that anime trope that normally bothers me, but they keep it just subdued enough to not be overbearing. And then it, she it, sticks not the dogs that, off. Yeah, that, that that's the thing. It's it's not that he's subdued in it, it's that it's perfectly counterbalanced by the regalness that is Titania. Yes. You have her awe-inspiring majesty and Oberon's pure chaotic neutral. Yes. Because he is Faye. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants because he thinks it's entertaining. And also, who's to say otherwise? Because I can almost guarantee he will kick anybody's ass. And oh, I undoubtedly. I mean, he's... They don't, they do, you do not interact, you do not introduce characters like that without the, like, the, that is Chekhov's tits right there. Like, they will come back in force. Like, if, if, they don't directly fight the sorcerers. They will grant. I can. I'm calling it here. If they don't directly fight the sorcerers, they will grant their powers to Chise to do it. I mean, we we saw that we saw her get a pretty big infusion of magic straight from Oberon. So, yeah. I, like, I I am anticipating them being a fae that she that uh, a spirit that they that she grants that grants her power to use against the sorcerers. Or as long as lines. as long as that doesn't end up killing Chise. I don't think that'll happen, honestly. This show doesn't seem to be that. This show seems like Elias would kill him, let himself die before Chise is going to end. And also, it is very obvious that this is a redemption thing for both of them. So I True. don't think that... Because they, they hinted at a very... Uh, blonde dragon keeper dude hinted at a very dark side of Elias. Like, there, there's a reason why he's only half-baked. And, like, I, I, I cannot wait to see what that is. And I have a feeling it's trying to some kind of manipulation between uh, magic and sorcerer. Uh, watch uh, the next episode now. I will tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I will tomorrow. Uh, or I actually might hold off on it just to not have to bite my fingers off until the next episode. <laughs> um, also, uh, I did in the, in the cat episode, the sorcerers refer to Elias as the Pila Murialis. And I looked up what that is. And it is a Latin phrase meaning wall spear. When Roman legions um, were occupying ancient Britain, they had these gigantic four-sided posts that were sharpened on both ends, and they would drive them into the ground as stakes to protect their camps. Hmm. So that's what, that's what Pila Murialis is. Interesting. All right. Um, we have time to talk real quick about Dragon Ball Super. If you want, I'm still behind on it, but I'm... there there is one important thing that we need to say about Dragon Ball. Okay. Bulma. Rest in peace. Oh, yes. yes. Rest in peace, Bulma. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Um, she has been voicing Bulma since Dragon Ball. 
Yeah, they don't change character. They don't change voice actors very much uh, in Japanese Dragon Ball. Um, like they just that's the reason why Goku's voice actress is like eighty something years old or something like that. <laughs> um, um, can you pronounce bro, have his you watched name? the last couple episodes? Yes, I'm. I'm actually up to date. Okay. Um, so you remember last episode where we got the few uh, last time we talked, uh, we got the few, the Patara fusion between uh, Kale and Kefla, uh, Kale and uh, Khalifa. Yes, called uh, Kefla, who was able to handle Super Saiyan God Goku in base form. So Goku goes blue, and she's just like, "All right, I'm gonna go Super Saiyan. I'm still gonna whoop your ass." <laughs> yeah, it's just this like one up, one up, just like constantly, and then escalation of arms yeah and then speaking of arms and then goku just like goes ultra instinct yeah goku loses to kefla very badly in blue form like because she beats him is the mix of of key and and god power right that is that is a that is the fully controlled god key um that that is what creates blue. It is there. It is that red is an uncontrolled god key. Blue is focused. Ultra instinct is beyond that. And we get back the ultra instinct. And he goes beyond. He goes beyond. But so does Kefla by going Super Saiyan two. And she is still she's she's outmatched. Yes, but she is still pace to pace with ultra instinct goku she is as strong as jiren is in just super saiyan 2 and eventually she goes kid boo and starts just firing lasers off everywhere (laughs) yeah i think it's just the experience that goku has right oh yeah absolutely it is it is 100 the fact that one he has experienced ultra instinct before and he is a martial artist through and through and he's been a martial artist for now going on 20 something or 30 almost 30 years uh, I thought he was older than that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because Gohan's an adult. Well, yeah, but he's still in school. <laughs> so he's like maybe 40, maybe 40. <laughs> um, but he's been, a, he's been a martial artist and knows these things and has tapped into these things and has been trained by Whis, who has mastered Ultra Instinct. <laughs> oh, and then the little, like... Uh, flip using the charge Kamehameha. Yes. To, to like... Just use it as a boost over the energy wave. Yep. Kefla's energy beams are the coolest looking things I've seen in a long ass time. They do so well on animating her. And I want to point out the fact that Dragon Ball hasn't always necessarily had the best well-rounded female characters. Nope. Kefla is not over-sexualized. She is not, you know, flirty. Marginalized. She is not marginalized. She stands toe to toe with fucking ultra instinct Goku, and she doesn't break a sweat. She is like, I not not only will I, not only can I win this, I will win this, and I will win this entire thing, and you can't stop me. And that is brilliant, especially for Dragon Ball. Yeah, it's I, Dragon Ball has been kind of a sausage party. Yeah, and. Like, I don't know what changed in the writing staff, but like for the female side of things, 18 is so good now too. Like her and 17 are working like brother and sister again. And it is just amazing. Uh, Next episode is actually, it's their episode. So probably when they get knocked out of the tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then freezes just being his regular vulture, just, just roaming around. I I wonder what he's going to do. Cause after Goku gets knocked out of Ultra instinct, freezes like, 
yeah, I still need you to do work. <laughs> I need I need you to kill that weird blonde guy with the glorious booty, or that that weird bald guy over there with the glorious booty. <laughs> um, so, like right now, as it stands, I think Universe Seven has seven. Yeah, Universe Seven is the leading uh, in just pure numbers because uh, they have oh. only lost the three. I don't think we've talked on this show, but Master Roshi's fight is amazing. Oh yes, Roshi went out like the boss that he is. Like, like I I've, I haven't watched those episodes, but I made it a point to watch the uh, that that sequence with Roshi, yes. and I was so good. There's a yeah. reason why he is a master, master Roshi. Roshi. Yes, and the, the the fact that you know he's in this really freaking desperate situation basically yeah. and he still makes it a like kind of like a capstone lesson yeah for his students this is again dragon ball's kind of been lacking on this this is a proper way to do a, a, a tournament arc where it's not really necessarily even a tournament but you still have character development it is not just x versus y mm-hmm. they the characters evolve and move forward in their plot lines during these fights. And even these characters, you will probably never see again. You get attached to them. You, you, there's a fair chance you will never see Riverian again, but the fact that you know, her life story, you know, her, what she wants to become, you know, her dreams. Wait, this is a callback to Dragon Ball. What? The original Dragon Ball tournament, the, and, and Dragon Ball. I mean, kind of, I mean, that's what well, Goku yeah, because, wanted it to be. Well, yeah, well, the, the thing is, but Zeno's the, just like, I don't know what that is, so I'm just going to bring all these really strong people here because I'm a little kid and an idiot. Well, so. No, no, no. What, what I'm saying is like the original martial arts tournament and the original Dragon Ball, because when they had Goku fighting someone or even Krillin, they always gave the backstory. Yeah. And that's pretty much what this is doing. Z didn't do that very well. Like, no, Z, Z didn't. I mean, Z, Z as I mentioned Z, earlier, Z went, went breakneck, villain, 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 villain. Ah, exactly. Yeah, but with uh, he was several years of order, 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 with nothing in between. (laughs) I think I would put Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball, then Dragon Ball Super, and then Z because Dragon Ball is just poor GT. (laughs) That doesn't. What you mean that weird fan anime that happened a while back? Yeah, that was some fanfic. No, it wasn't. It was no. Yes, it was. You shut up, Pada Brothers. Days were great. You shut your mouth, Potter Potter dead. I shake you up and put them up. Um, it, it is just it is it's surprisingly how much I'm enjoying this arc, and some of the arcs in the show have been kind of miss. Like it's some of them have just been. I'm not gonna say much, but um, it's it just like the, the, this is like the turn of power is a great place to start on with the show because you don't even need to really know anything else about the rest of the characters like i don't think they're ever going to trust touch the zamas thing that happened <laughs> zamas who yes exactly <laughs> um that that's that was the most dragon ball z thing that's happened in this series i think <laughs> minus the dragon ball z movies being reprinted into 30 something episodes <laughs> uh, let's um see. Yeah. in the dub i keep up I, I keep up with the dub because my kids love it um zeno has been interne- introduced in the dub and he is voiced by the same girl that voices Toru in Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid dub. And it's great. <laughs> Rachel's watching it and she's doing her schoolwork. And all of a sudden, just Zeno starts talking. She goes, that's Toru. I'm like, one, 
Yay, you know how to make characters. <laughs> it too, yeah, that is. Holy shit. <laughs> Maybe it'll make me tolerate Zeno a little bit more. Probably not. <laughs> Zeno is just obnoxious. Just the worst. <laughs> that that's great. That is the classic Toriyama character, though, in, in Zeno. Like that that is Toriyama fishing back to his roots, and I kind of hate it. <laughs> um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think we're pretty much done yeah. for this week. Yeah, I need to go to sleep because I got a road trip to do tomorrow. So, road guys, trip! you guys can reach the show by emailing us geekioshow@gmail.com, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all of the things are slash geekioshow. If you want to support the show and everything that we do on the Geekio Network, head over to Patreon.com/slash/geekio. Um, anything else before we head out, guys? Thanks to our uh, guests who showed up in chat. It was nice having you. Ah, yes. I've been paying attention to chat on my work computer all the time. <laughs> Check it out, guys. All right. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been a Geekio Media Network production. Copyright 2017. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.